So the weird thing is that every season of Beat Bobby Flay, they pick a certain style of shirt, and he wears that same shirt throughout every single episode. So the Henley season is different than the t-shirt season. It's different than the short sleeve button-down season. It makes no sense. But they pick one, and he goes with it all season. So a couple of things. One, does Bobby Flay's team pick what they think he'll look nice in? And they're like, Bobby, this is you this season. Two, he stole that shit from Tosh.0, because my man was doing that since way back in the day. He had the season of the Deep V. He had all kinds of shit. Bobby Flay ain't nothing anyway. I don't like Bobby Flay. Well, I don't like it by proxy, because Bola don't like Bobby Flay. She said he's a, I believe he's a jerk. He doesn't seem genuine. He doesn't seem genuine. And also, he's not that great of a chef, if you ask me. If I'm being real. I mean, I... I... Um go ahead and say that there's probably not a lot authentic about the Bobby Flay that we see. He's like full-on chef mafia. (laughs) And I think he rigs his joints. Like, he sets them up so to make sure sure he'll get a a W. You'll Um, see Ramsey out here faking. Ramsey's Ramsey. He's a maniac. That's probably diagnosable. But, anywho, welcome to the Triangle Nonsense Podcast. You like that? You like that, Seggy? Can I say Seggy? No, absolutely <laughs> no. not. Are we, are we dead in Seggy on my first We're swing? dead in it right now. I just threw it out there. That's my first swing. You no? asked him the answer. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Triangle Nonsense Podcast. I am Tim, a.k.a. I think I'm T-minus today in the chat joint, also known as TR Paper Stacks, BKA Slap Your Favorite Podcaster. Yeah, next to me, not really. We have Marcus. Do your thing. A.K.A. Quez, A.K.A. my real name, my rap shit. We in here. <laughs> Next to him, also not really, we have the Charles father. Yeah, we're just going to go with that today, guys. I'm here. Hey. <laughs> Full energy. All the creativity. <laughs> hey, yo, I'm going to go with the thing that was already said. Yeah. By the time anyway, we get done, I'll be better. I can like you. <laughs> so today we are here. For the next round of the Who is the Best Lyricist from 2000-2010, a.k.a. the Tim is busting that ass sweepstakes. I'm just going to throw that out there early because 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 I have three people. Can we I mean, get that too? No, nah, we can't. Y'all, you can try. I this mean, is like theory, Survivor. we can because you're voting for one of the rounds and I'm voting for two of the rounds. So we could, in theory, get this today. I mean, if you want to lack all <laughs> ethics and moral character... <laughs> That's up to y'all. I can't judge I just, that for you. I just answered a question that was asked. Listen, all is this where you want to be when Jesus comes back? Just taking rappers out? Is this I don't where know. you want to be? If we look around, I it mean, might not be a bad time. <laughs> facts is facts. <laughs> I don't know why you're bragging about all three of your dudes when you know that there's only one winner to this. So I don't know what having a massive squad is going to do for you. You're doing the Listen, division title thing. That's what you're exactly, doing. Exactly. Exactly. We made it into the playoffs. <laughs> Who cares if we get smacked in the first round? doesn't matter. <laughs> Our guys got some experience. We got to see what they're made of. That's what we're doing. Uh, so to recap, this week we will be having a multiple-way battle. I'm not doing the count. So from our round ones, our number one picks, we're going to have Eminem versus Lil Wayne, Weezy F Baby, please say the baby. From the round two picks, we're going to have Lupe Fiasco versus Pusha T. Yeah, Lupe's the high, Pusha's the low. And in our third round picks, we're going to have Jay-Z 
versus Jada Kid. <laughs> <laughs> the face though. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, there's that. Um, That's cool. I- yes. Go ahead. I went easy on you with Jay Z. It's just you know a couple I mean, of verses. I mean, it's a one versus an eight. It's not like you had to <laughs> play the starters forty two. No disrespect to Kiss because I think Kiss is great, and I just want to send uh, respects and F to pay respect to all of the fallen, uh, fabulous. Uh, who else did we lose? Luda, Ludacris, and Joe Budden, which we're not jump talk off about. <laughs> We're not even going to discuss it. So we've come here today. Everyone has submitted their songs. We we stuck to three apiece uh, as our evidence, our exhibits to represent the greatness of our chosen rappers. So we're going to go through who we always do the person who lost. The last person gets to pick the order. So that would have been. Well, I think bad. you said last time we were going to do three twos and ones. Oh, OK. That, yeah, we did say that. Correct. My but do you guys want to switch? Do you guys want to do all three rounds and then vote on everything at the end? Or do you want to vote I'd one say by we, one? We vote one by one. I okay. agree with that. Yeah. After each round, vote. And then we, yeah. But I like the three, two, one. I think that's a good idea. All right. So that means we're going to start with the tightest fight. I, I can't even pretend. Uh, Jada Kiss versus Jay-Z. Jay-Z has to go first just because. Because he's old. Okay. Just because old Jay-Z. Um the three songs I picked were Jay-Z's verse from the Diamonds of Sierra Leone remix, which is crazy. Um, Moment of Clarity off the Black Album. And Renegade, because, well, it needs to go now or it never goes. <laughs> Big facts. <laughs> uh, we just need to get Renegade out in this conversation before Eminem enters the chat. So we'll start there. Um, I think Renegade is just a classic Jay-Z verse. It's just one of his strong top to bottom, you know, him just showing off. Then when I look at, uh, well, Diamonds of Sierra Leone verse, given the context for the verse, that one's just killer. Uh, when we're dealing with the end of the Rockefeller era, as their whole situation goes south and we're dealing with the probably really first big internet generation of rap bands and rumors are spinning around about whether or not, you know, the whole thing's falling apart and they're never ever going to recover from this. And Jay-Z hops on a Kanye song and delivers a monster verse at the right time and kind of Assures everybody that no matter what happens, he will be hip hop's guiding presence and rock for the next few years. And then um, moment of clarity I went through because I think Jay-Z's comments on rap style and how he does it uh, kind of fit this conversation. As we look at quote unquote, what we're calling lyricists, what we're looking for. He, in his second verse, uh, drop some lines. I'll go ahead and read them to you. Uh, he says, if skill sold, truth be told, I'd probably be lyrically Talib Kweli. Truthfully, I want to rhyme like common sense, but I did five mil and I ain't been rhyming like common sense. 
which is <laughs> it's nasty, <laughs> just a crazy bomb. Uh, and that's the comment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if, yeah, I could rhyme like common, but I want to make money. So, like, but I could get paid and not be in romantic comedies with Queen Latifah. I'll just make real rap money. That was a good show. I'm just saying, good movie. Just throwing it out there. Okay, it was an entertaining movie. Don't look at me. There were like four movies. I'm not. There's four oh. different like Queen Latifah and Common movies. That they really? I thought it was just the one where he was a basketball player and he jacked up his knee and he tried to come back like Vince Carter. I feel like he like plays minor roles in like all of them. Fair enough. Anywho. So, yeah, so in there, Jay goes off on uh, his, his nasty quartet, just kind of commenting on, like, yeah, I could do the conscious rap thing. I could do this or that. But, you know, I could also get me paid, which is very clearly what Jay went for. So I thought that was just a good, for my round two, a good uh, hefty build of Jay-Z. And I. I was kind of interested in how it compared to what you picked for Jada Kiss. Gotcha. I would like to hear Charles's opinion on the selection, though, because that's what I've been with this whole Jay Z Marcus thing. That's what I'm curious to see. How does Chuck feel? Um. Well, actually, I didn't like the Renegade selection, but I understood why. It was happening because it's hard to have a renegade conversation with Jay Z and Eminem when one verse is better than the other verse. I don't think it's a like that wide of a gap better, but it's better, like definitively better. So, but that's just my personal opinion. So I understand why I would have liked to see something else there, but again, I wasn't picking for Jay Z, so that's fine. Um, the other two songs I feel like kind of speak for themselves. Um, I was kind of shocked when I saw Moment of Clarity at first, but then I went back and listened to it. I was like, oh, I know. When the song started, I knew exactly the, what he was going to pull from it. And it kind of does kind of exactly fit the bill. And then the, the Diamonds verse is like what needs to be, really. It's a I kind of love the idea of, well, with uh, Moment of Clarity, Jay-Z said what he said when, ironically enough, he was getting paid to say what he said. He was getting paid the funds <laughs> while making those. It's like you have enough perception to be like, you could change the narrative, but if the narrative is going to stop you from getting paid, I'm not going to worry about changing the narrative, which is an argument we kind of have with a lot of people these days, as far as just in general with hip hop and stuff too. And then um, signing on with the NFL continue. Well, yeah. Yeah. And then um, with the diamonds verse, it's funny because I always, you always talk about how rappers like lie and they say all these things and their lyrics and stuff like that. And like everybody kept saying everything was going to be fine with Rockefeller. And this verse kind of gave everybody that sense. And then, like, months later, everything... In theory, it was fine. <laughs> everything was not fine. Not, right. Yeah. They were like, like, so if by fine I meant we were going to break apart and everybody was going to scatter, we're fine. Yeah. yeah. But, like, given this perspective we have now, kind of seeing it all unfold, like, from a historical standpoint, it's kind of sad, you know? Oh, it is. It definitely like, is. I mean, I think too, like, that long. I think, too, like, what would have happened necessarily, like, had, instead of the, they never broke up, and then Wayne ends up signing with them. And then, and then, and then, and then, like the, the Cam Dipset stuff works out differently, and they all kind of are a conglomerate. Like, how different does rap look? Like, maybe not right now because it probably would have run its course by now. Yeah, it would have. It would have faltered by now. But from like two thousand, from that time frame where like, like you get Wayne's entire 08 run, Wayne's run that he had at that time. 
honestly, probably would have been able to survive until J. Cole came around and, like, actually made something happen. Like, (laughs) they could still be going. I can see that. possible, yeah. Yeah. Because in theory, if Wayne signs with Rock, then he's not dealing with Baby. So let's say if we keep him getting Drake and Nikki, he still does like a a side he does a label money, yeah. thing, whatever that is. If he does Young Money still, uh, then in just- theory they're all still together. <laughs> like they had to break apart because of the whole Birdman stuff, right? I kind of worry. The one thing I would say is if Wayne actually signs with them, does Jay ever unretire? Mm-hmm. You think he still does? Yeah, I don't think he. I don't think he unretired out of. I don't think he really did it out of necessity. Like, I mean, I think he it, did it out of boredom. I mean, I think he did it out of yeah, boredom. That's, but that's do you think he's? Think it is. Do you think he's bored if Wayne is under his umbrella and he's basically tutoring him? Not that Wayne needs to be tutored necessarily, but just like Wait, if he has an artist that he can kind of help mold into. What like, year you know, was Wayne supposed to sign? Let me. Do we like time frame? You don't have to have exact year. I want to say 06. Ah oh, shit. Go ahead, Marcus. (laughs) I think that Jay still unretires because at a certain point, you get that whole Jordan syndrome, right? You can be in the gym and you can scrimmage, but at a certain point, you just want to play. You're like, I'm I'm just going to do it, guys. I can do it. I've been dropping these verses on Wayne's stuff in my private time, but yeah, I'm just going to come out with an album. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And how long did... Go ahead. I was going to say, I wonder if we get a Jay like mixtape run then, if that's the case, if he's trying to get back in shape, because that would have been entertaining. I don't know, because Wayne, if he signs Wayne and Wayne is as hot as he was, I think Jay is smart enough to be like, oh, I'm just going to stay. I don't I don't want you know what I'm saying? Well, I don't see, need to put I, myself into that. I think he would do it, but I don't think he would want to stunt again. I say stunt growth. Knowing that Wayne does it, is it going to be stunted by anything that Jay Z does? More from a, it's not, it's not good optics to do it that way. Well, even but six Wayne was so good though. Like I don't think you really want to jump into that. It's a different situation than jumping on. Um, pump it up. Yeah, yeah. Then our levels are definitely different, right? (laughs) Because Wayne was going full Super Saiyan at that time. So, so if. In this alternate reality that we've worked out, does that mean that Kanye creates good music as like the new Rockefeller, and good music is just Rockefeller? Well, I mean, that's initially what good music was supposed to be. It's just when the split happened, Kanye instead pivoted to doing his own thing, and Jay was Jay was his outlet to do his own thing, as opposed to him being under. Which means that we get way more push and Jay. Ideally, well, push didn't sound good till late though. Like Jay was already kind of at the tail end of things. After what? But yeah, I I could see it. So I'm I'm but laughing it, at that scenario where Wayne is signed and then Push and Wayne oh, well, yeah, yeah, are yeah. sneak dissing <laughs> each other. So they tear it apart anyway, and it's over. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, but at that point, think, if they're both signed under the same umbrella, the issue that they had probably doesn't even happen at all. I, which was just smoke from their initial records. Hmm. That just never really Possible. got settled. Possible. Fair. And I think some of that happens anyway. I think the Cam, the Dipset, Jay-Z stuff was already going to. So who knows? I mean, and Jay-Z and Dame, you know. Right. Do That's they act, is that something that you can reconcile? I know we're reconciling it in this fictional world, but. Yeah. 
does it eventually lead to a crumbling anyway? So when you think about all of these, those labels that were popping there, they all faltered as the music industry changed. Like the whole, yeah. the, the, the analytics didn't work anymore. The equations, the algorithms, none of it really worked. And it led to your G unit was untouchable, fell apart. Your rock was untouchable, yeah. fell apart. I guess those were the only two that were untouchable. Disturbing well, generally what, heavy, but. generally what happened, especially like with the Rockefeller situation, was that Dane got to a point where he was building a roster to do his own thing. And once Jay-Z became president of Def Jam, that wasn't good for business. Because like mm. you've got this, you've got this group team of over here that you aren't giving the same looks to as the guys that are under you. And so I could see why Dame had an issue. I mean, Dame may have had some other issues along with it, but the crux of it was Dame wanted to be secure because he saw the moves that Jay-Z was making as like an executive, not necessarily as artist. So. Right. It sounds like grew apart kind of thing. Like it was bound. That's kind of what I'm getting to. It, it was something that seems like it was bound to happen. Yeah. Like Ye and Jay beefing was always going to happen at some point. The personalities right. are... Yeah, they can't be yeah. that tight and not eventually have an issue. <laughs> you can't be friends with Kanye for that long and not. Well, I knew Kanye. once it once it came out that Beyonce and Kim weren't on great terms from Beyonce. I knew it wouldn't last after that. <laughs> that's just, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't oh. be going places where your wife don't like the woman. It's just just not a good look. Or you should. Or on elevators with your wife's sister. I don't know why I keep throwing these shots, but I just feel like I should. I just want everybody to remember. Anyway. <laughs> Some people just want to see the world burn. 100%. That's me. All right. I guess I should put in, uh, you went over all your Jay-Z picks, right? I should put in my Jada Kiss joints. You should. All right. So the joints I picked. So like I said, I knew what I was up against here. I, I went full Thibodeau. Everybody's playing 42 minutes. No rest breaks. I don't care how you feel. Both knees are going to be swollen. Put that shit in the sling and get out there. Uh, so I went with uh, Checkmate, the 50 Cent disc. Uh, put your hands up and we gonna make it. We gonna make it is just the third verse because Jaden and Styles do the back and forth. But those verses are exquisite. They are unmatched at the whole back and forth bar thing. I'd love to know how they do it, like how they write it. You know what I mean? Do they sit and go, I'm gonna say this, what you gonna say? I'm gonna say this, what you like? And I don't know. I think it's really interesting that they're able to do that so well. So lyrics I pulled out. We gonna make it. It's all third verse. Um, we got go to war with the eight and the pound. Think you got your ear to the street now. Put your face in the ground because my shells ex- is expensive. You know exactly why when you're yelling in intenses. My felons is offensive. I just like that little section. It's slick. The whole verse is slick. It's the Jada. It's like Jada in his prime in his finest. The flow is on point. No wasted lyrics. Everything is crisp. Uh, what else we got? The beginning of it is crazy. Jada, moi, I'll kiss you, you bitch-ass nigga. But the hood won't miss you, you bitch-ass nigga. Might find your man dead in the ocean. He'll be all right, though. You know dead rappers get better promotion. That's how you start a verse. <laughs> that is how you, like, <laughs> especially at the time he said it, like, one, it was a little edgy. And two, I mean, factual. And then the, yeah. why we don't laugh at death and cry at birth, never say you can't do it till you try it first. I just think Jada mixes in where he has the the whys that are coming and all of that, where Jada does get into some like real stuff. He's not just guns, money, New York shit. I find that interesting about Jada because Jada gets like full on like black uncle-ish. Yeah. Or like he'll while out, get drunk at the cookout and then pull you aside and be like, nah, for real though, make sure you're taking care of yourself. 
Yeah. You're just like, where, where did that come from? You were ju- just throwing a PlayStation controller. What just right. happened? You were throwing a PlayStation controller and selling weed in a school zone, and you're also telling me to make sure I got an IRA? Like, I don't understand what's happening, Uncle Jada. <laughs> you got to be smart about how you dole out your felonies. Right. Yeah, exactly. Keep them in the tuck. Um, yeah, so that was that was my first... Uh, we're going to make it third verse. Uh, I'll switch over to Checkmate. One, this is a funny-ass disc. It's funnier than I remember it being. <laughs> like, I'm starting to wonder how many beefs 51. I, that would be a conversation to have. He clearly beat Job. Did he win after that? The beef with the locks is hilarious. The locks... Uh, I guess huh. it just depends on your definition of win, cover. too. But... Like, That's true. This was a whole lot of they were shooting and he wasn't shooting back. Like I think he shot back once or twice and that was it. But they put out a whole gang of songs. To me, the not shooting back thing is always my response to it is contingent upon how good the disc was. You cannot yeah, shoot back fair. if the disc was whack, but if the disc was good and we all know it was good and you don't come you back, back, that says to me you just didn't want it. But this was also the same time too, where like he was just beefing with like because he started the beef with the locks because they jumped on New York with Ja Rule. So he started beefing with them and Fat Joe at the exact same time. He had way much more energy for Fat Joe than he did for the locks. Didn't he? Didn't yeah. he? <laughs> he did. <laughs> Which is obviously has to be from a rap level because when you think about it, because sometimes that happens when it's like, I don't want to deal with the other side of this beef because I know how that dude gets down. But that is not the case with Fat Joe. Well, I, I was going to say maybe it's because Fat Joe has the street credit. In situation. Not to say the locks doesn't, but like That's has significantly more street credit. Um, yeah. Honestly, though, I think Fat Joe had the radio play that he was looking for. That's true. Ah, that was yeah, that was the go. time where Fat Joe was popping. So that is true. right. So like, okay, even if Fat Joe puts out a okay song, that gets spins, and if Fifty responds to him, Fifty's guaranteed spins. Yeah. So. And that decides who 50 was at that time, for sure. So, makes sense. Anyway, a couple of lyrics from here. Uh, Let's see, where should we start? I heard you put a couple good niggas behind bars. Uh, Preem, that's the setup. But I might never sell that much, but you can bet your last two quarters that I never tell that much. It's just mean and funny. (laughs) Picture kids not come out swinging. It's like going to see a 50 at a show and he don't come out singing. Do I, need to, do I need to keep going? <laughs> I just love this disc so much. It's so great. <laughs> it's a real fun disc. Yeah. Lyrically, it's, it's still not better like, than Jay. But he basically like, it was like the eight-mile disc of 50, where he's just like digging all this shit to get some. Like, yeah, I, you people know this about you, but I'm just going to make sure they know this. It's everything that's wrong with you as an artist in this industry. I mean, yeah. Yeah. He, anyway, he did. I, uh, and I don't got a problem with clout. You ain't get shot again. So what's your second album about? Nothing. <laughs> Dog, I like audibly <laughs> laughed out loud when I heard that. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, when this, when this and ever been cool uh, to get shot nine times and not shoot back? He's like, yeah, that's points for me. I mean, yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, there's lots of joints. I mean, he has the, I'm in the town where the young boys is clapping. You run around with the lieutenant and captain. Uh, it'll take a lifetime to see Kiss. You had to get shot nine times to be rich. Like, he doesn't He doesn't miss through the whole joint. Like, it's hit after hit. I feel like this is really hard to come back from. I did not remember this being that mean until I listened to it again when I was doing my research. This feels like Jade is just running around the gym hitting jump shot after jump shot. Yeah, and he starts like, ah, I wonder, go behind the backboard. Oh, went in, okay. 
heat check from half court. All right, I guess. <laughs> Off one. Any, any jack is beat too, which makes it even better. So it's yeah, it's just 50, top 50 got 50 got busy on this one. So but. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and move to the new one because we got a lot of ground to cover here. The next one is Put Your Hands Up. I will say my favorite part of this song is the one, it's like a club joint, but he's yeah. still rapping <laughs> and the flow is still like, I was like, how do you do this? Like, how, it doesn't make any sense, especially at the time. Like, this wasn't the thing to do to jump and really rap on your straight up and down club joint. Not a, you can turn this in. It's Put Your Hands Up. Nah, put them back down. Uh, let's see. What are my favorite parts out of this? Oh, I clicked checkmate again. I was like, he talked about 50 getting shot in this one too? Damn. Um, uh, I mean, the easy ones, uh, it's the J-A-D-A. I got beef with the feds and the D-A. I got footage of the game press replay. I got bitches in the club all over me. My take it easy. And y'all, y'all scared, I can tell. Then I'm gonna get bucks like Milwaukee because like Sam, I can sell. So, I like that, that section. Did he do this first? Because every rapper did the been, yeah, Cassell I think thing. he may have been the first one to do it, but yeah, I think <laughs> that's so. how our that's why I kept it because I was like, I think he did it first, and then everyone did it after him. But yo, this was one of those where I was like, if y'all say this again, bro, we get it. Sam Cassell, I get it. We're done. It could get yeah. ugly, yeah. Because that was the other one. It could get ugly like Sam. No, Cassell. Like Sam. Yeah, I. It was too much. Uh, but I like that joint. What else do we have? Y'all know I got the master flow, fast and slow. You want to know who the best is? That's your hoe. Yeah, it, the homies don't lie. They love it, and they cop for real. So trust me, dog. The thugs will dub it, which is kind of real. We're like, the girls will buy this record. All of the thugs is just going to burn this shit and play it in their car, which was me, not the thug part, but the burn part. Like, <laughs> that's why I was like, damn, I know all these songs because I put them all on a, on a mixtape and put it in the car. Um, let's see. I believe this is the joint that we got a whole song from Lil Wayne from, right? Yes, right here. Uh, and you know where I, and you, uh, I'll skip that part. I'm in the club, ice over the thermal, waiting for you to try me. When the lights get low, I'm going to burn you. Start with straight shots and then pop bottles, flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. You got to slay two or more mod. That's a motto. And y'all might get down with the team if y'all swallow, which is a great way to end the verse as well. But we got a whole song off that. <laughs> Lil Wayne took that. It, it turned it into a whole drink. I mean, I think he spit it again and then turned it into a whole drink. But looking at all this, I mean, we have obviously Jadakiss has the ability to dish you. He has the street cred and all of that. He has a flow, like he said, that is unmatched, even on a club joint. And then he has a slick line. So I think this really shows the full uh, being of who Jada is, in my opinion. Is it, no? Is it better than Hove? Come on, man. You know exactly what was happening before this started. Is it better than those right, verses? Cool. I, I want to hear. I, I know my feeling. Is it selected versus specifically? How do you feel? Mm. It's closer than I thought it would be. It's, 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 yeah, no, I'll give you a solid, like, 35 to 65. That's not close at all. That's, That's an the best I can give you. <laughs> that's closer than I. Well, that's I'm not, than I was going to say 50 50. Like, nah, 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 nah. I would take Renegade, the Diamonds of Sierra versus just a monster. Like, yeah, I, I, think just, a, I think that's the selling point here. The difference to me between the Jaded versus and the J versus, Jaded versus are like 
witty and he's very calculated with what he's doing in the verses and they like seem like really smart verses but i feel like the j verses especially like the two like jay's renegade verse and then the diamonds verse are two of the most are two of the most iconic like verses in hip-hop whereas i don't get that sense from the jada verses necessary like i feel like and i feel like the moment of clarity verse is more on par with like the jada verses that you were giving out as far as like he kind of went in he was very witty with what he was doing with the verses. So I think that's the way I kind of see it. I just have one caveat to that. Like the Sierra Leone verse, I agree. Like that's because that's the, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. We've been saying that shit for how long? (laughs) Yeah. Even like, even well, the beginning of that verse to me is like for once again, the time and who he was, just the way he comes out with, the chain remains. The gang is intact. The name yeah. is mine. I'll take oh, game for oh, that. Just... The pressure's on, but guess who ain't gone crack? Ha ha, pardon me. I had to laugh at that. Yeah. Like, it, he just... To walk off water. Like, you know? Yeah. yeah. Right? It's like the whole like, person. He just comes in and he's like, no, no, no. I'm hove. Like, right. we're good, y'all. I can still rap. That's all that we needed. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, cool. Jay-Z can rap everybody. Everybody calm down. We're just gonna, we're gonna listen to Jay. Yeah, and then he that, did. He started with he gave props to Kanye. He's like, I got it from here. Yay, damn! And then went and killed. And then went and killed him, which him. might That's be. Smart, how he like, actually, no. <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck up. Stop messing with the beat. Let me rap. Right? <laughs> yeah. For a kind of, I'm, I don't want to say surprise because everybody knew it was coming. But like for someone to just walk in on a track. I think that was one of the most impactful just kicking in the doors and like now I'm here. It's cool. That's fair. I the only the only thing I was I was saying about that, the Renegade verse is famous, more famous for the disses he got as a result of getting killed on his own song, as they say. But the rest of it is all facts. I think that we gonna make it versus one that you if you ask anyone that was of age when that joint came out. They will point to that as like that is a nasty Jadakiss verse, but I, I mean I don't really obviously it's, it's Jay Z, so I mean what we gonna right, do? yeah. I mean we're gonna actually have Charles vote. That, that's what we're gonna do. That's fine. Um, my vote's for Jay Z. Yeah, I would have voted for Jay Z. Oh, upset yeah. of twenty twenty. Something actually went as expected. <laughs> wow, no one saw that coming. Oh man. If we, <laughs> I was just imagining we wake up tomorrow and like, oh, Jay Z actually is running as a as the vice president with Trump. He's kicking Pence out, like some weird shit for twenty twenty. Don't make that face. <laughs> the pain that I, we feel. Nothing is off there, the table at this point. <laughs> truth. I just momentarily had an image of Jay Z in charge of my health care, and that did not feel good. <laughs> like, oh no, that's not going to go well for anyone. Do you Can feel like not? he'll do a better or worse job than your current healthcare situation? Better. Okay. Easily. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <that happens? laughs> uh, yep. uh, All right. I was, Go ahead. Like, quick side note. Mm-hmm. But I was looking at who the dude, the director of the CDD, CDC today, and that dude looks like a picture of a snake oil salesman. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm gonna look up the record of the CDC. I'm supposed to be pulling up lyrics for the next segment, but nah, this is more nah. important. <laughs> All right, I'll intro the next segment while you look at this and tell me I'm right. All right, so you know, I can intro on. it since you guys are the two people competing. Cool, go ahead, Chuck. 
All right, so um, we are heading to the round of twos. <laughs> and for the round of twos, we have Lupe Fiasco versus Pusha T. Um, T-minus will be presenting for Lupe, and my real name, my rap shit, will be presenting for Pusha T. Um, the floor is yours, gentlemen. Okay, uh, so my man has a chin strap. A white man with a white chin strap? Not to be trusted. <laughs> not to be trusted. <laughs> Whatever that man says is a lie. Dead ass. That, like. dude, uh, that dude is a villain in a Bioshock game. Straight I don't know up. which one. Jesus. <laughs> like, he's the back villain, uh, though. He's not the the joint, the dude you've been fighting. Like, you think he's the villain, and then they show a cutscene where he walks into an office. He's the in the middle of the game. Yeah. Yeah, he walks into an office. like, oh, this is the guy who's been pulling the strings. He's the man behind the man behind the man behind the throne. Yeah. All right. So stylistically, I want to have this conversation with you about Lupe versus Pusha T. All right. Yes. I'm uh, baited breath. Style. I like Lupe's flow. I think that Lupe's first two albums gave him an advantage per se. But when I'm looking at their catalogs, right, in this era that we're talking about, we're going 2000 to 2010, mm-hmm. Pusha didn't really have a song by himself until we get really, actually really like 2012. Like he was always with his brother, Pharrell, or whatever. Lupe has the advantage of being able to create these worlds that he makes last for these three verses. And he literally builds this reality from the ground up. And I think he does it very well. But I also think it's almost limiting stylistically. Are you speaking about the cool specifically? Or I'm speaking about put you on the game and the, the coolest. Cool. Uh the coolest, yes. The cool the whole album, but also the coolest, yes. I mean, hmm. So you're saying it's limiting because of the world he created on that album? I'm not yes. I'm saying that he's working within a specific framework. Mm-hmm. And because he's working in that framework, he doesn't really vary outside of it. Hmm. Hold on. Let me make sure I process. Um, well, I, I guess it go on record. The Cool is one of like top one of my top albums of all time. I think it is an absolute undeniable classic. No matter how you look at classics and people throw that word around like candy these days, but it is a classic album. Uh, all right. I look at that album and I was actually impressed by it has a tone, but the songs don't all feel the same to me. Like I was impressed by the versatility he showed. Cause when you look at the album, you have the put you on games, you have the die that has a completely different feel to it. As far as the way they're rapping, the subject matter, all of that. Like, I feel like he weaves between you have your intruder alerts, you have your hip hop, save my life. Like, Hip Hop Save My Life has like a story ballad thing going on where you also have a damn near rock song in the, um, what's the name of that joint? Hello Goodbye. So I, I think I'm, I don't know, I might be just disagreeing with what you're saying or maybe I'm not understanding what you're saying. No, you're just disagreeing with what I'm saying. Oh, cool. Which cool, is cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was making sure I heard it correctly. I don't want to disagree on the wrong thing. But yeah, I uh, I didn't get, and then... First to second album, if we're talking about both albums, I thought they feel very different. 
I think the first album is definitely brighter and like has a more uplifting feel to it by far because the cool is dark as hell when you really, really get into it. But uh, I think that's part of what made me like Lupe is he can do a little bit of everything. Well, are you making a face that the first album is brighter? No, no, no. I, I, you're just like when you really, really get into the cool, it's kind of dark. Oh, when like, you look at the no, cover, it's dark from, <laughs> yeah, it's dark before you open the album. That's true. Yeah. The cover is black with a bunch of scary ass symbols in a triangle, so and like a skeleton hand. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the themes even like it's it's a concept album when not a lot of people were successfully doing concept albums. Which we then, like your Kendricks, we applaud heavily for being able to pull that off these days because most people can't do it. They just don't have the ability to create the world and then work within it and make something that doesn't sound like the same song over and over again. Go. So I have a thought. Um, Mm. So would you say, I mean, as the obviously the Super Lupe fan here, would you say both his first and his second albums were concept albums or only the cool? I would only say the cool is a concept album. Okay, because I've always, at least the way I've listened, taken the music in, I've always thought they were both kind of concept albums. I kind of felt like the first was his kind of way into stardom and the pitfalls of it. And I definitely thought the second one was, of course, the darker tone album mm-hmm. and kind of like being in the midst of it all and kind of trying to navigate through it, but being realistic about how he navigates through them. And so that's just, I just was curious of your viewpoint of it as well. I agree with. I agree with kind of points that you both made. I do think be, because I felt that way about it, I always have kind of had that, at least from those two albums perspective, like obviously I'm with you on the cool being like one of, if not the best, one of the best albums in that time frame of albums that come out. Like overall, I think it's a masterpiece. I don't think there's too many rappers that have ever released anything close to it. Um, I do feel like Lupe does a thing where, and this is, this isn't to say this doesn't make him more or less of a lyricist, but in my mind, I've always seen he does do the thing where because he relies heavy on the concepts and because he's good at storytelling, it's I think it's easy to box yourself in in those realms. And I mean, it's not necessarily giving you a point because, I mean, rappers do it. I just feel like my first initial like hesitation to get latched to him was because it's I feel like it's significantly easier to do that as a, and I'm not calling Lupe a concept rapper. So let me say that before I say this. It's easy to rap and be really good at rapping in that mic- microscope when you have something that's a big concept. And in theory, all rappers have a concept for their album necessary, like in general. But just because you have a concept for your album that you want and how you want to lay down and how you want the tracks to go doesn't mean it has to have an overarching concept necessarily. And I have, I do kind of agree with Marcus where I see with those first two albums. I kind of got that vibe from him. Doesn't mean they weren't great albums. Doesn't mean the cool was a classic album. Again, I agree with all of what you're saying, but I see the point he's making, but I also see how Tim interprets it as he doesn't necessarily see it as a drawback and more sees as a narrowing of the focus in doing it too. So I think there's pluses with both, but I can see, I can see how it could be treated as a negative. So to respond to the whole thing, I don't consider the first album a concept album. I think, the, the cool from the first album became an album and then he just fleshed it out. But I personally think it's harder. Okay. Like, I know, I, I see what y'all are saying. He, they're saying he's working within a thing. He knows what he's trying to do. And then he's, he sculpts everything to fit what he's trying to create, like the bigger picture that he's trying to paint. But I think that's significantly harder to do than to just rap. Because I think in Lupe's case, if it was just rap then he can do that easily that's not difficult i think you look at last round 
where you have failure, he can do that shit all day. And just, I'm just going to say some slick shit and just keep giving it to you and giving it to you. But when you have to do the slick shit and then make it say something, I think that is a much taller order, in my opinion. Uh, Not to say that people that don't do it can't rap, but I guess, and part of this is how we look at what you appreciate inside of a lyricist, because I think we had kind of a similar conversation in real life when we were talking about a game versus Rick Ross one day. And we were saying Rick Ross does that Ross shit really, really well, but Rick Ross can't jump. Not necessarily he can't, but he doesn't typically go outside of Ross beats. He gets the Ross beat, does the Ross hook, does the Ross flow, and it works great. Where game, I feel like you give him a beat and he'll adjust and then he'll be able to do something, put out some good output with it, where I don't know if that's the case with Ross. I see... To me, I more appreciate what game does because he can adjust and maneuver to fit whatever the theme that beat is or that song is or whatever. And I feel like Lupe is showing I can have this theme on the cool, but I can give you a story ballad. I can give you some witty uh, the one the joint where he's just talking gold watch where he's just talking about brand names and shit where he's just kind of being slick. And then I can also do push you on game, the die streets on fire, that kind of stuff. I think that's more difficult. It takes more artistry and more skill. Okay. Marcus no, I, I understand that too. And I agree with, I agree with your point about Ross. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Keith, but I 100% agree with your point about Ross and game. I've always said that, and this is me going on a tangent, but Ross has a pocket. And whether it's an up-tempo song, whether it's a slow and perspective song, whether it's a mixtape song, Ross is always going to be in that pocket and make that pocket work. As much of a – well, I won't say that, like I said a few weeks ago – the thing that makes Game a great rapper is that Game is able to adjust his pocket on whatever the track is. And so... And and that's the difference between these two people, I think. You think? I think that Lupe is... I think Lupe has a pocket. I think that his first two albums clearly developed this pocket and he works within that framework. And I think the evidence of that comes in the lack of like great Lupe guest verses. Hmm. The lack of great Lupe guest verses. You mean like Touch the Sky? Yeah. Which, by the way, I still swear I have never actually heard all the way through without you rapping the entire thing. <laughs> so I've never heard Lupe actually rapping. That's quite possible. Um, so you're saying because Lupe but doesn't like, have great that, guest verses. That, so Go ahead. You get Touch the Sky as the introduction, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, after that, Lupe doesn't like kill on anyone's stuff, and I think it's because it's outside of his pocket. I okay, see that. I can see. I I don't know that I agree with that argument, but I can see that argument. I don't. I don't know. I'm sitting here thinking in my head right now. I agree that there's not a whole lot of Lupe features, but I think there's just not a whole lot of Lupe features. I don't. I just he didn't do. It's not like he has bad features where you listen. And you're like, oh man, Lupe didn't quite get what they were going for there. I think he just doesn't do that many. Now, Fair. to address the pocket part, when, not, when I say pocket, I'm thinking of like the flow, the cadence, the rhythm, that kind of thing. Like with Ross, at least, that's what I'm talking about. Ross has, you know what Ross's delivery is going to sound like for the most part. Lupe, I feel like, is right. varied, extremely varied in how he, if you listen to Failure, then you listen to Streets on Fire or Put You on Game, then you listen to The Die, then you listen to his later joints, he changed his rhyme style up constantly, in my opinion. I think he's done, he's gone slow, he's gone fast, he's gone melodic, he's gone like 
He's gone aggressive occasionally, not often, but he does do it. I feel like the pocket argument doesn't apply to Lupe because he constantly jumps around. In my, That's how I view him, which is probably why I like him so much because I appreciate versatility. Can you give me an example where you're like, he stayed in the same pocket, even on this album? Because I feel like I can point to where like, that song is different than that song is different than that song. Because superstars on this joint. Right, but I'm saying that all of them are in the same pocket. You're talking about flow-wise. Like, no. I'm talking even like stylistic. Like, it's not, I don't want to say it's particularly about flow. Because I will say that Lupe can change it up. And he has the ability to rap with different cadences. And he goes like, yes, he'll switch that up. I just think stylistically, thematically, he has this one. It's a very Lupe style, and anything that's outside of that Lupe style, it's very hard for him to like get with. What? Huh? What is the Lupe? Is this Lupe style like? I don't know what the Lupe style. I think is. I get what you're trying to. Say. I think I get what he's trying to say. I get what he's trying to say. I just don't agree with the premise. I think Lupe songs. Every single one feels to me like it could be an episode of an anime, right? Where you're like, oh, in this one, this person goes off into this world and Lupe creates an entire world for you, right? And he'll bring you and he'll introduce these pieces and he'll introduce that atmosphere and he puts it all together. And sometimes it goes in a full story arc. Sometimes it's just him working off of a concept. Like, I would say, like... Hip Hop Save My Life is a full story arc, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say Sunshine is more of a him working off of just a concept, right? Mm-hmm. And making his point with just a concept. But I would say those are two sides of the same coin. Those two, perhaps, I would give. I think he, hmm. So I, I think he has a couple, he has a type of song that he's made multiple times. That part I agree with. But I think I'm looking at his first album, right? So you have Kick Push, which fits what you're saying. He creates a story, paints a picture. Kick Push 1 and Kick Push 2, right? He's essentially describing the world of these kids and and why they're doing what they're doing and what they're living in. But then you go to Daydreaming, and I don't think he's doing that. I think he's commenting on, like, I don't think that has a, I'm creating a world at all. Or Wait, are you serious? Daydreaming? Verse to verse? Yeah. He paints a picture in the first one. It's a different picture in the second verse. Like they're not, they're not connected. I mean, they're connected thematically for what he's trying to say, but that's how songs work. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think if you listen to Daydreaming, go listen to Superstar, and then listen to Kick Push. Yeah, each song works within itself, but I don't think they have a similar feel necessarily. Even though they all have like a singing melody component to it, I I just think that's how songs work. Am I missing? What am I missing here? I feel like I'm missing something. Nothing, nothing. We just see it differently. Or American Terrorist. Are you familiar with the ins and outs of that one? If you're not, uh, fine. not completely. You've made me listen to it several times, but I, <laughs> I don't and you might listen to it. I've been We haven't had had to be uh, roommates in a while, so I haven't true, been true. given or a pressure course. I mean, that, yeah, based, I, on, I, based on what you guys are saying, I do think you guys just see it differently because I yeah. think you're, yeah, like your points are being made, but I think it's just a difference, and I kind of see it like similar. I kind of see it a little bit to both of you guys see. So, but. And I guess part of this is I'm taking 
taking in his like his career path. Because if you listen yeah. to his later stuff, like I feel like there's better examples to be like, see, mural is nothing like his or like it feels different. Right. But honestly, I wouldn't have started this random conversation if we had later songs because I would have Pusha T solo stuff. So we would have to Yeah. That being said, I picked it up. Yeah, go ahead. Nah. My first one. Are y'all still working through songs? (laughs) We haven't done it. I'm going to burn through them. So, my first ones are Mama, I'm So Sorry. And through this, real quick, through this whole thing, I kind of just fell deep into the whole clip story where you get like mom, their first album when they're hungry. They start to see success, and Pusher just loves it. And Malice, you can feel, start pulling away. So, Mama, I'm so sorry, is Pusha on some, yes, I'm still hungry, but I love this life. Which brings us to his guest verse on Runaway, where he goes into Pusha's uh, holistic stance on relationships that, look, I made the money. I'm going to do what I need to do. And then my last verse was... um, uh, Popeyes, the popular demand, which is just classic Pusha T dropping cocaine bars, really, and antagonizing LeBron for no reason. Pusha like all that to say, <laughs> he loves antagonizing people and like he- does not hesitate to call them out by name. But I still say, I look at my three songs and I look at your three songs for Lupe, and I think Lupe is a better lyricist in them, yes. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was very worried in making these selections because uh, I knew you guys were voting. So I was like, I because I thought it was possible for me to get you to pick Lupe over Push. But there was a, now this might be just me overthinking, but there's a, there's a song called Twilight Zone that I had penciled in. I'm doing that second, but I played it for you when we were roommates back in 2000, whatever, (laughs) 2000, what was that? Six. And you were like, I don't get it. I don't think it's that good. He's just saying shit. (laughs) And I remember that for some reason. So I was like, nope, not doing Twilight Zone. (laughs) So the critical point in my research is on one of the clips mixtapes, Road Till Till the Casket Drops. They go in on... Oh, I forgot the Lupe song. Wait, wait, wait. Say it. You said it's... Uh, it's it Road a- to the Casket Drops. They uh-huh. go in on one of the um, Lupe beats. And as I was... Yeah. This is a random mixtape that Charles played. Mm-hmm. Was it your fault or my fault? Oh, they flipped Lupe's Dumb It Down into Numb It Down so that they could talk cocaine and so i listened to the clips one <laughs> and i was like yo push it is spitting and i went and i listened to the lupe one don't do I was it like, if, if tim picks this song i'm done <laughs> this is like, don't do it do not do it i was That's like maybe baby and i was like oh no the lupe goes in i was like yes, this guy's good at rapping he's very good at rapping <laughs> that boy good <laughs> it's funny you say that because i did the same thing with popular demand because Lupe has a freestyle over the popular demand beat, and I listened to it, and then I listened to Pushes, and I was like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it might work, it might not. So we're going to leave this alone. I don't want no trouble. 
So, uh, son of a, hold on. I'm about to make a so bunch yeah. of noise. Y'all continue to talk because I have to mute. Yeah. I wish you just muted it before I had to edit that all out. But cool. Why do you have to edit anything cool, cool. out? You're just supposed to talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> There's no editing to be done. Just talk amongst yourselves. All right. So said that. Fair enough. <laughs> This is a conversational podcast, fam. People know what they're getting. My phone was about to make a lot of noise, and I was just trying to tell the people why I was going to uh, talk for the three seconds. It shout took. out to Uncle Tim. Like y'all, y'all go talk over there. Go talk over there. Go to the kids' table and discuss something. <laughs> um, anyway, back um, to what we were saying. Yes, that was definitely a thing to consider because I didn't want. I think there might have been another joint where like Push and Lupe were on the same one, but I was like, I don't know. It was just too close. Is to it call. the Everybody Knows remix? No, I never considered that one. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to it once and was like, nah, never bringing this in. Not doing it. It's also not Lupe's finest work. Oh, it's not Lupe. Feature it's- your bitch. Mm, that's a yeah, good verse. And it's trash. It is not it's trash. trash. It is not trash. Why is it trash? Don't stand up and walk away from the mic like that means something. Tell me. <laughs> Why it is Explain highly it. trash? Go ahead. Okay, no, I'm going to go and I'm going to count the number of times that Lupe says hi in you this can't verse. Do that. You can, he's not Why? rhyming hi. He says hi after every line, but he's rhyming before the highs. Correct. So what is the amount of times he says hi mean? To be fair, I'm just, we used to kill Birdman for saying nigga after every verse. But Birdman was, was rhyming like, nigga with nigga. He Birdman, could, no, he wasn't. He was, he, was rhyming the, he was rhyming the word before. He said nigga, but he still said nigga at the end. Birdman so never wrote anything, if we're being real. <laughs> All right. So Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> just going to count the highs? This is like, yeah, high is literally at least 20% of the verse. Just the word high. Oh, because he does work high into other rhymes. He, he works high into every rhyme. Well, yeah, he was being artistic. His artistic no. memory. That's, no. that's what I just like, the Lupe Lane. But he doesn't do that that often. I know I get why you would not like this verse. That's fine. I think it's a good verse. Okay. It is not the best Lupe verse. Like I said, I never considered pulling it as a representation of Lupe's lyrical ability. But I get why you wouldn't like it. But I don't think it's the fact that he says hi a lot that is the thing. He just he doesn't do anything particular. I think that Lupe either doesn't have the passion to kill it on other people's songs, or like uh, he gets outside his framework and he just gets lazy. He's like, oh. I'm gonna do this concept. Oh, that's not it's is, either no, okay. it's either lazy it's either lazy or he's so talented that he's bored. And I don't know which one it is. It could be either. Let me ask you this. Would you consider it features the CRS joints? Are those would those be feature-ish? Because they're not his yeah. songs technically. He has good verses uh, on with two of those that we got. He's on the All City Chess Club joints. Those are full of people. He has good verses on there. In fact, I'll almost use one of them. Fair. See what I'm saying? I'll give you that. Yeah, I, I, I'll give you that. I'll give and, you that. And I don't know how much of this is true and how much of this is Lupe just when he was in his little holier-than-thou thing he was doing for a while there that's kind of underneath a lot of his stuff. That I will give you. Him and Cole both have that thing. Um, but he had an interview where he said he won't do a guest verse for somebody he feels like raps in a way that negatively impacts kids essentially so if you believe that which dubious it may be then maybe that's why he doesn't have features i don't see a world where he's like i'm not going to feature on your joint because i can't just because i think he's too good 
Right. So I think he just doesn't do a lot of features because he doesn't have that many. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot. I just I just look it up. He doesn't have that many at all. For a rapper that's been around as long as he has and is respected by other rappers as he is, he doesn't really feature on much of anything. Nope. He's Which, too busy wearing e-lasers. Jesus. Of all the things. I thought you were going to go with wearing a Palestinian flag on his microphone. <laughs> he did that? A long time ago. You don't remember that? It was a thing for So, okay, I want you to understand that Lupe effectively just disappeared the moment that we stopped living together. And then he only really came back around recently. That's fair. Yes, he did that. After he called Obama a terrorist, then he did a Palestinian flag on the microphone. People did not like that very much, which is a whole other conversation to have. But yes, he's done a few things that you could say, all right, Lupe, relax. You're overdoing it a little bit. I will give you that. I'm looking at the best Lupe song features, and most of them are not songs. Mm, I guess that is a feature. Spray paint and ink pens I almost used, but that's another one that does fit what you're saying, where it's a straight-up anime verse. <laughs> no <laughs> ifs, ands, or buts about it. He is rapping Gundam Wing. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I guess what I need to get into. Charles, my- are you ready to vote? I haven't, I haven't even got oh, my song I, I forgot you did. All right, go ahead. So, the songs I picked are The Coolest off of The Cool, Lupe the Killer off of Revenge of the Nerds Mixtape, and Put You on Game. I don't really have to give a whole lot of examples from this. I might give one or two, but the the crux of why I picked them, The Coolest, is a story song that I was waiting for to see if Pusha made it, because I feel like the thing about Pusha is they say he just raps about cocaine, right? I give Pusha more credit than that because he raps about cocaine in multiple ways. It's not like he's like, I sell it, grams, scales, baggies, and then just keeps doing that over and over again. Like, I've seen in the runaway verse. Yeah. So he has other things, but he does have a theme that he stays within, which I should have got. Damn it. I should have used that earlier. Anyway, he has a theme that he stays within. Lupe, this is a song about drugs and shit, and he's doing it in a unique way. In my, that, that's why I picked the coolest. The whole song is about a dude selling drugs, but obviously it's an extended metaphor, allegory, whatever you want to do for this whole freaking As album. it always is. Not an American terror. I'm not doing this again. We're moving on. Damn it. Um, he has a section where he says, quote to a uh, one time missing sunshine will never hurt your soul. Quote to a crying decider baby mama who's the mama to a daughter that I had fathered from afar. A new lady gave me a Mercedes and a necklace with a solid gold key like the starter of a car. The opener of the door at two pounds of raw gave me a baby. What about lately? I think that little section is uh, one artistry. That boy put that thing together. But the whole song is just a great story. And it is. He put lyrics from three other random mixtape songs that if you know, you know, kind of thing. Shout out to Push. Uh, he just threw in little lines. You were like, oh, I know what that's from, if you knew what he was talking about. Um, it's just a really, really well-crafted song. Uh, Lupe the Killer was my slick joint, where he has the, okay, let me rewind to understand what he's saying, uh, because the verse is actually complicated, but not in a just confusing for the sake of confusing way. Um, he has uh, he's two thirds submerged below the surface where they surf. This is where I lay it down like a bird giving birth. So call me Luda Giant Scoops or just Fabergé paid till I'm called back to the shore by the watches of the bay. And then he continues on with that same metaphor. Are you sleeping on that? Is that what that is? That what I, that is? That's that's me sleeping on it. How? 
Please tell me. Because I, because I'm tired of Lupe's story structure. It's just the story structure. The That's dude's rapping. He's putting it together. Story. But like him being like, he's this character that I created is like this, which means this. So call me this is very- rapping. It's rapping. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you just said he connected some lines. It's not like the song. He continues to being this. I don't know, bird? Is he a bird in this? Is that what you think he's rapping about me? I never know what Lupe is. He's just saying. He's everything. He's, he's just a being... skateboard. He's oh Lil Wayne. Oh, my God. He's, <laughs> he's He is not saying he's anybody in that little section. He's just being, it's wordplay. I, I don't, because he goes on to talk about water. So he did the two-thirds submerged, then tsunami, Michael... I, uh, anyway, I'm going to move on because I don't know what you mean. Like, I really don't. <laughs> you literally, I feel like you're just talking about rapping. Good rapping. Push your raps about being the same drug dealer in every verse. Sometimes he doesn't want to deal with new relationships. Sometimes he's selling drugs. Sometimes he's happy about it. Sometimes he's sad about it. Sometimes his mans go to jail for it. He don't like that. But he had to do what he had to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. I'm like, for real. I was waiting for you to get here, where you're like, wait, 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 wait. all Push does is rap about coat. That's it. Your description of a pocket, he has one big-ass pocket. It's just full of drugs. Yeah. And and poorly attached dashboards. just a key. And and muffled speakers. Like, (laughs) oh, man. All right, I'm not even going through any more of this song. When you listen to the song and you listen to the verse, this is his clever shit. He does a whole lot of clever wordplay throughout it. He loops things back from the first verse into the second verse to, to do a different little section of cleverness. He's not saying he's the same dude. <sighs> Put You On Game is indeed the entire song is a person. He is one <laughs> dude in this particular song. <laughs> he's not is the he same the dude. huh? <laughs> Which dude is he? He's the dude that's selling drugs in the coolest. Same dude. <laughs> Which is the dude so that was the selling... same dude. From... Yes, this whole album, he's the same dude. Pretty much. But he's giving you different perspectives. Oh, On the God. same dude. This is exhaustive. I don't even know. I don't even... Do I need to do a bar from here? Y'all listen to the damn song. You know it's crazy. Yeah, you don't need to do bars. We know your dude is from the Truman Show. You do him. Uh, anyway, do we? Are we gonna vote? <laughs> I mean, Charles is. I'm not. This has been the most frustrated I've been since the Joe Button debacle. <laughs> Wait, both times. One when I lost Joe Button. Two when he didn't pick them out. Those are the two most frustrating points up until this point. At Was least not in this podcast at all. No, he didn't pick them out. He picked. I don't remember. He didn't pick them out. No, Surely six minutes to death was here. Surely, no. Ah, oh, shucks. Huh. All right, I'm gonna let Chuck do his voting thing. Chuck vote. Push it a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, I don't really know. <laughs> Did you <laughs> listen kinda, to the verses though? I listened to the verses, and I'm okay. kind of stuck because. Do I need to give you more push your T bars. No, but it's weird because I kind of agree with Marcus's point. Which one? Thinking, 
The one that made about, no sense, that one? No, the, the, the Lupe storyteller stuff and that being his pocket. And so, <clears throat> can I finish? Okay. Let me finish. Uh, I don't want you to, but continue. So, but then I kind of agree with your point about Pusher being in the drug dealer pocket. So, uh, I guess if I agree with both points and they both have pockets, which one do I think did it better is what I'm kind of toying with. And that's what I'm having trouble figuring out. So, um, I'm just going to look at the songs again real quick, just because it's going to, I'm going to just basically base it on the three different songs that we have here. Yes. But while you're doing that, Marcus, who are you yes. voting for? Honestly, you've already said Lupe is a better rapper. I you- don't vote this round. What do you mean you don't vote this? You, everybody votes every round. We just end up usually voting for the person that we picked, but we don't always, like Charles did when he voted against Joe Button. Are you voting for Pusha T? I need you to say it out loud if you are. <laughs> Keep it funky. 100%. I got to wait and see what Charles votes. <laughs> no, you don't. Your vote is your vote. My name is my name. Yeah, no, he's right. Like, if anything, I'm, if anything, I'm some tiebreaker. I should be the tiebreaker, not the vote that makes you decide whether you want to vote or not. Correct, because if he doesn't need to be a tiebreaker, then he doesn't have to do this. I'm voting for Lupe Fiasco on record. I will put it out there. Lupe. I will put it out there that I didn't think Tim had a vote. Everybody votes every time. I think what he's saying is he thought since I didn't have a person that I would be the person. Nah, nah, everybody votes every round because if if you can convince somebody to vote against their own guy, well done. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. I voted against Jada. <laughs> like if you had, if I had voted first, I was gonna vote for Jay Z. Done. It didn't matter what Charles was gonna say, as long as you continue it went ahead. Okay, and are we? Jay. I don't want to assume you're voting for Pusha T. So I'll just ask: Are you voting for Pusha T? You've been asked twice. You have to answer. That's how the rules work. <laughs> Once denied, uh, twice answered. I'm voting for Lupe. Okay, that's fine. Thank you. Now, Charles. <laughs> not since you had time to look through the songs. I, who oh, I were you going to vote for? Oh, okay. I didn't look at the songs at all. So. Right. I would have had he vote, voted for Pusher, but yeah. So I was literally going to just pick between the three songs and which three songs I thought were more lyrical would be the one who would win. Yeah, that's how this he would have advised. Nah, to be honest, I I think this is the point where Pusher has to go ahead. Like from 2000 to 2010. Right. Pusher can be the fourth best MC that we had. <laughs> I'm okay with that. That's fair. <laughs> we should have a little side joint where we take the losers bracket and like who is the We should take these losing three and come up with who's fourth, honestly. Yeah, I'd be down with that. I'd be down to include Fab and Luda and Joe. Not like examples or anything. We don't need to send songs for all those people, but just to talk it out and see where we think they would fall. All right, now into the money round. Eminem. The money round, our first round picks. Versus Lil Wayne. Charles, who do we want to go first? I would like Tim to go first. Why? Because I haven't pulled up my damn lyrics yet? Is that why? Um, (laughs) That's it's Okay, Tim's, can I just go through your songs? I mean, I know. Go ahead. I'm, I'm waiting to hear. I mean, Tim's first song is Stan. And anyone that's actually listening to this podcast and has made it the first hour and seven minutes knows what that song is. Yeah. Facts. Facts. <laughs> yeah. 
my second song You're... is Criminal. <laughs> Wait, Jen, that's I, you sent Criminal, and I just sat there staring at my phone rapping, and I was like, mm, that's a good pick by Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much uh, unimpeachable. And then your third song was the Cannabis Dis. Yes. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts? Which I thought was, I thought that was an interesting pick. I didn't expect you to go with that. I didn't either when I started this. Really? No, no, I didn't. It wasn't on my radar at all. I just started going through. So the backstory for that first round, I started going through Eminem disses. And this is Eminem disses have always been in my head. I'm like, Eminem disses are devastating. They're all blah, 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 blah. Right. So I started going through them. And lyrically, not all of them are that devastating. <laughs> They're no. really not. Eminem's disses are not lyrically devastating. Like, it doesn't mean they don't very hurt. clear what he's going to do. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I hate you and your whole family, and I hope you die. Yeah. I hope you die tomorrow by 5 p.m. And then they schedule your funeral for a Tuesday, and no one goes. And you're right. like, what? That's unnecessary. Yeah, he's just mean. So I, I immediately went to Nail in the Coffin. That was my, I made a beeline, Nail in the Coffin, listen to the Benzino disc. And I was like, I mean, he got him, but I don't know, lyrically, is he really doing that much? I mean, he didn't have to, one, it's Benzino. His lines are funny. He yeah. says some I thought he was shit. very witty with that one. He's witty, but it's not like. It's not Larry. It's well, not like. lay oh, it down and read it. You're not like, damn. You know what I mean? Right. But I do think for, once again, if you consider the situation in which it's made, if you look and you're like, M, you have a week to make this thing about Benzino. And he's like, all right, I wrote it. Let's go. True. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, he didn't like sand it down and refine the whole thing. But for what is essentially a first draft that he just put out as a song, it's good. No, yeah, I, it's definitely good. And it's, it did what it needed to do. Benzino yeah. hasn't been heard from since, except for on Love and Hip Hop. I think he was on there. Mean Streets of Boston. <laughs> I've noticed how much ad libs and diss songs actually matter. Because <laughs> that Mean Streets of Boston shit has been in my head since I was a kid. Anytime <laughs> I talk about the Celtics, I'm like, Boston. The Mean Streets of Boston. Mean Streets of Boston. So disrespectful. Uh, so, yeah, I found that about Eminem disses. That's why I landed on the Cannabis diss. I hadn't even heard this shit before until recently. I didn't hear it when it was. I heard him diss cannabis, but I didn't hear this one. The only reason I picked it is because of when I was listening to it, I felt like lyrically it did, it had some something to it. I mean, he's telling a story, he's being goofy Eminem, but he's also effectively dissing a rapper that can rap, as we saw from Second Round KO, which I think was better than LL Cool J's response to this. That's just me. I stand by that. Are we going to go back and have historical battles right now or later? I mean, we don't have to get into it. I'm just, I'm just putting that on the record. Second round KO was better than the Ripper Strikes Back or anything else that happened around it from LL. That's I mean, just how it was better than everything but the one line that mattered. But Yeah, he had a line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> is a that, mean line. Yeah, it's, li- that's literally the, it's literally the diss versus that line. And yeah, it's tough. I mean, I, and if the, we, I guess in the aftermath of that line, too, because... Yeah, everybody ran with it. I mean, that's yeah. that's how this stuff usually works. It's, uh, you can say the same thing about a Jay-Z diss against Nas. The baby seat shit was the only thing that was really heavy in that diss, if you ask me. Well, we can have a whole dialogue about the aging of Ether and how Ether's big moment was the fact that Nas dissed Jay-Z and not that Ether was anything short of 
a super toxic version of what hip hop was at the time. I mean, I know where you're going, but I feel like when we get into that, you can't do that to Nas. Like it's everything. Like everything is a, was. I, I'm talking about Eminem here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen to any Eminem verse you want. Well, I mean, I guess, you're gonna I guess hear some things you cannot do anymore. I don't necessarily think that's true of all diss tracks necessarily. I think uh, I, I stand by. I think that I would never take away the power that Ether did because he dissed the biggest rapper in the world on his own platform. Like you're not gonna ever take that away. Just looking historically, like today, if you put the battle from that context of looking at the context of Ether, what was really in Ether? Like he was a. It really was a bunch of name calling type stuff. Yeah. And like, but yeah, but that's I mean, and this, this records are kind of, that's, that's how they end up. Yeah. I mean, and that's what we kind of like generally seen as one of the meanest disses and yeah. Tupac and is like, like a bunch of mean shit. Most yeah, people so just heard, I fuck your bitch, you fat motherfucker. And then they're like, Oh, this is the best diss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's why uh, I say like, I wasn't trying at all to like diminish what the impact of it. Cause you could, you can't, even if you try, you just, Right. Yeah. Anyway, continue what you were saying. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Stan, Can a Bitch Criminal. Stan is one of the best story songs we've had that also had a was commercially successful, which is a weird thing that does not happen frequently to have a. Oh, uh, Marcus has an opinion. No, no, I agree with you. I just want to hear from you. Huh. What do you take, Stan or the coolest? As for as like story. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Uh, Stan's a better story. Like I don't think they're the same kind of song. Like the, the coolest answer is Stan. Yeah, Stan. Stan is the a answer? better story song. No, I'm not even. Cool. I'm not I love even, the coolest myself. But yeah, I'm not even dancing around it. Like Stan is a better story song, but I don't think the coolest is a. I am going to tell a story. I think hip hop saved my life is I'm going to tell a story. The coolest is I'm telling the story to say X thing about you know to make commentary social commentary is essentially what the coolest is to me. No, that's fair. But yeah, as far as just a story, Stan is, it's a really, really good story, <laughs> beginning, middle, and end. He has everything in it. Even the twist at the end, which I tr- I was trying to think back, did I know what was going to happen in the middle of the song? Because that's how this usually happens, right? The ones that I really like are the ones where I don't see the ending coming. I don't think I was listening to it thinking, oh, he wrote all the letter, or you know, that, you know, I, I know where this is going to end. He's going to die or blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't think I listened to this knowing that. So the fact that he was able to put that together that well. To be honest, I never knew until I saw the video. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I picked Stan. Great storytelling shows the versatility when you uh, oppose that to criminal, which is him telling the story. Oh, snap. Does Eminem have a pocket? He always makes his verses match each other. Anyway, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm wet. I'm just saying it fits. Um, <laughs> so criminal, I think the third verse, especially uh, not the third verse. I think it's the second verse. Now that I think about it. No, it is the third verse. The beginning of the third verse. The windows tenant on my wife on a ride when I drive in it. So when I rob about bank, run out and just dive in it. So I'll be disguised in it. If anybody identifies the guy in it, I'll hide for five minutes. Come back, shoot the eyewitness, fire at the private eye, hide the pride in my business. Like that's just Eminem and like peak Eminem. All of the all of the different he's doing the multi-syllabic thing, but he's doing it the right way, not the way where we're like, you're kind of the way he does it now. Where <laughs> it's like, yeah, all that shit rhymes, you ain't say nothing. Like Right. Uh and then the cannabis, I think, is because he was able to be funny and goofy. 
but also still effectively diss somebody. I thought, like, it goes back to, I guess, what I appreciate in a rapper, where you can do multiple things at once or multiple things comfortably. Because this doesn't feel like he's outside of his comfort zone, but it is a different kind of diss than when you look at this versus the warning versus, I don't know, pick one of the Ja Rule disses, Hail Mary, whatever. They're all disses, but they this feels different than those, which is why I picked this one. I think this one has a different um, stylistic pattern. He came more artfully instead of as angry as he did in later rap beefs. Yeah, exactly. He's not just saying mean things in this. He is saying mean things, but he actually put together a song. And he disliked four people. That's Eminem's pocket. It's saying mean things. Yes, for sure. All day. (laughs) Because I was listening to some joy. I was like, man, he dissed everybody in this song. But I was like, it's, it's Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, and NSYNC. Like, do I care? <laughs> Who cares about NSYNC Cloud Posse? Um, if you want, I can pull a joint or a, a lyric or two from this song, which I guess most people don't know it. My favorite part was the end where he talks about stomping them. It doesn't really work if I read it when you listen to it, where he, him, and M, him and Dr. Dre are taking turns stomping somebody. Um, right. Uh, what do you say? We swamps the bitch in it, stomp the bitch again. Compton, Detroit, bitch, talk some shit again. Stomp them, switch feet, stomp them, switch again. <laughs> I just started laughing <laughs> when that part came up. I was like, <laughs> most rappers wouldn't put that together and, and make that effective. So uh, that's why I picked this song. Wayne, or does anybody have any parting thoughts on the Eminem joints I picked? No, I forgot that they had a whole tiff with Jerrine Dupree. So I did too. Being, I had to look it up. It was just hilarious. <laughs> Jermaine Dupree, Pet Shop Boys, and Cannabis all got it. Yeah. No. I Jermaine Dupree caught strays for a very long time. Eminem just didn't let that go for a while. No. I mean he would probably he very much took the stance of the audacity of this little nigga. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and Eminem was very good for oh you said something about Dre I'm gonna get you like I'm not we're not playing around with Dre yeah that's true well I guess that's everybody. my money man <laughs> yeah <laughs> I guess everybody did that didn't that do Young Buck stab punch Dre and that's how he got stabbed with a fork I'm pretty sure that's how that happened that's true Young yeah. Buck did stab a dude with a fork yeah so Dre has been uh, untouchable for a long time because <laughs> he's everybody's money he makes my beats please he makes everybody's beats yep all right. Wayne it up. All right, let's wing it up. Um, so I picked um, three songs that I think kind of quantify um, Wayne's kind of transition into being the best rapper alive. His words, not mine. But the area of time where people would use if they wanted to argue that Wayne was the best rapper alive. Um, three different verses or two songs of one freestyle. First, I'm going to go with um, It's Me Bitches freestyle that he did. Um took me a while to find this one because I knew it existed, but I had to go kind of mixtape diving, which after mixtape diving for Wayne through the first session, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm kind of tired of listening to Lil Wayne's music. <laughs> <laughs> this whole process has been a bit tiresome. But yeah, so I found it and was listening to it. And so I'm going to pull out this little segment that I thought was fun. Um, so he goes on a like long soliloquy of just quick hitter punchline. I'm witty with my punchlines flow, kind of with the same rain that we talked about earlier with rapping on the 
next to inline, but kind of getting the same point across. And so let me see where it starts. Okay, so young money, cash money, and we go get the money, even if it kills y'all. Jerry's Gervin, I'm going to get my chill on. I'm cold. Yeah, I get my Buffalo Bill on. Beating up your block, I get my Emmett Till on. In that new edition, yeah, I get my Johnny Gill on. Keep a shotgun, yeah, I get my Jason Will on. Fuck it, Swiss, I'm still going. Black Entertainment, I get my Stephen Hill on. Only Top Models, yeah, I get my seal on. Make that chick rock, get my mill on. So, You want to talk about pockets. That, that <laughs> right. man found an envelope and just sat in the envelope and was like, yep. we're here now. Yeah, oh, he goes, what we're doing. He but goes on for another off that. Bars. I just stopped it right there. But no, that, that's the part, though. When I was I, yeah. when I was listening back to it, I was like, ugh. Like, it just kept yeah. going. Like, oh, you got to be out. He, yeah. got to be nothing like, this. And he's like, no, no, no. I got an Emmett Till bar. No, I got a Johnny Gilbar. It's no problem. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to just stay on this syllable as long as I can. I can ride out the whole time. Let's see who we could offend here. Let's see who we can shout out. Let's see who we can memorialize, like all in one straight pocket. So, yeah. Um, and this is basically a good summary of mixtape win in general. Like, he does that really well on mixtapes. And so, um, he does it. He does it pretty decent on songs too, but the mixtape was like this is where he got into that pocket because he just likes to get those beats and rap them very well. And I like this so much more than his little verse that he had on it's Be Bitch's actual song as well. But as you can tell on the song, Swiss kind of held him back a little bit. So that's why he's like, let me just go grab this one mixtape and go from there. So yeah, that's the um, and it's all in like three different mixtapes. When I was going through this, I realized that y'all remember that period of time where like random mixtape DJs were just taking Wayne verses and putting them on songs. Yes. So, like, he had his mixtape series, and then the random DJ had another couple mixtape series as well. And then Wayne came out and, like, dissed DJs, and that's why him and Drama fell off. But then he came out later and was like, no, we're cool. It's just the fake DJs that were doing it. So, But he has, like, three really good mixtapes that this DJ Empire put out that had a whole bunch of other songs. Mm, I do remember so like, those. Empire, so like something, DJ So, tech. like, something you forgot, I'm only saying because I don't plan on using it. But, yeah, that one that is on there as well. So it's a joint. I, yeah, it's, a joint. It's, a joint. <laughs> it's not very lyrical. That's why. That's ah, why I'm okay, saying okay. not yet. No, I've I've Trust me. <laughs> so yeah, I won't say anymore. The only thing um, I, I guess I can let you go through because you have another mixtape joint, right? Or no, that's your only mixtape. No, 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 you can go ahead. Oh uh, yeah. well, it's it's going to be a commentary that applies to whatever your second joint. I think is a mixtape joint. The only thing about Wayne at this time, he would have those pockets where he went crazy, but then he had these other sections. We were like, damn, Wayne. Wayne ran out of shit to say. He's just yeah. He's well, just it's not even talking. It's not that he ran out of shit to say. Is that it all started to blend together? Well, I think he was he was putting out too much shit. Like he yeah. When you were putting out that many songs that fast, you gotta say shit like I'm on like the television. Like what? at a certain <laughs> point, you just don't have anything else to say. That would be the only thing because I think he has a line here uh, in that same I'm me where he's like uh, he said I'm from the mud. I'm a missile like a scud. What's really good mm-hmm. about that ruckus like fud? Yeah, and like yeah. if if people if you just heard that you were like okay is this 2012 Wayne? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> which I also have opinions on. Wayne was never as bad as we thought he was. Maybe I'm using him the bar that we have for rappers now. But going back and listening to his bad section, it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was. So I think bad Wayne is ten times worse than bad Eminem was. Nah. I, nah. I, do, I think so. Bad Bad Wayne was really bad, man. Bad Wayne was really bad. Maybe I'm thinking of a shit. different time as bad. It's a whole lot of shit bars. It was after 2012, though. It's a whole lot of shit bars. Up until like up until between the Carter Four and Carter Five, that's all bad. That's all I consider bad Wayne. He had a couple of high points in there, 
a couple of features that were high pointed in there, but up until when Carter, right before Carter Five dropped, like it was not, it was not good. Does anybody? Uh, I'm gonna look up the because I want to see if there's a verse that like will put me in that mind state because it like he's really so much shit. I don't remember when what came out when. Yeah, I was yeah, listening I wanna, to like the 2013. Know. I am not a human being, Wayne, and I thought that's when people were saying that's when it started. Lost the, it. That's when it started to dive. He could still rap then, though. That's that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying, though. Like that that's album the beginning. comparison. Yeah, that's the beginning of a dive. Okay. Got it. Because like okay. Carter Three was so commercial. That album, he tried to uncommercialize himself, and it just didn't go as well. But I don't think rappers ever really lose the like. Even like when Eminem's bad, he could still rap. It just didn't sound good because it's just like, what are you doing? Like that doesn't make any sense. Like we aren't listening to that. So bad Eminem was pretty bad, y'all. We I don't think it was worse than Bad Lane. Not good. So I'm looking but at even- the lyrics from Crack a Bottle in Bad Eminem. <laughs> 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 Crack a Bottle is so not fair, though, because like you could argue that Eminem dumped himself down to who was on the track with him. They won a Grammy for it. Well, we know how that works. Uh, but Crack a Bottle is not fair because that's also, I feel like M was like, let me do the Gatman and Robin thing. You know, like when I'm going to do super goofy M to try to get some radio play. Although it is where he was at, then <laughs> I think that's yeah. what he and look, had. And you, we always talk about like relapse, and yeah, there's a lot of bad on relapse, but there's some pretty solid stuff on relapse too. To I mean, it may be like three songs. I don't know that there is. 3 a.m. I'm going to look up the lyrics to 3 a.m. You don't think 3 a.m. is? 3 a.m. is good, man. 3 a.m. is good. That's the, one, that's the one song on the album I have in my Eminem rotation, like without question. I mean, you may be right. That's the only one I can think of that's definitely in the rotation. But I am going to I I have to hear it to, to go watch the video. What it is? Three a.m. Yeah. I mean, we, you can do it later if you want. You'll you have it. another little Wayne song that you can yeah. cover. So. Yeah, that's fine. I can do that. Um, so you started talking about Ami, so let's get into Ami. Um, yeah, this was a kind of a nostalgia pick, kind of a. Again, we kind of—he's kind of working in the same pocket as he did with the other mixtape song, where he's just kind of going off what he seems like will make the verse essentially tick. Necessarily, I, I wasn't going to pull the secrets that you pulled <laughs> necessarily. Um, so um, the one that I pulled was "Niggas just being my guitar, yeah, bitch, I'm heavy metalin. You can get the fucking Led Zeppelin. Niggas is bitches, bitches. I think they're full of estrogen, which I'm sorry. Um, and we hold court and take your life for settlement. And yeah, so that's the end of my segment there too. So again, um, very much Wayne just kind of making the words gel loudly just to get his point across necessarily. Maybe not gel for right working. We're just doing it in that pocket of I'm going to hit you with the quick hit stuff. Um, and this is again, more mixtape Wayne. Mixtape Wayne necessarily didn't get super introspective. He just kind of hit you with the words to make sure they kind of hit hard. So that's what went with there. And again, I do agree with your point you made about how that's his pocket in this kind of realm with the mixtapes necessarily. So You're not yeah. going to say it, really? What, me? No, Charles. What? Fuck him, fuck him, fuck him. Charles, can it? you... Thank you. I fucking believe all the ways of president fuck him, fuck him, even it. I actually had a conversation with somebody last week about how T.I. should come out and admit that I'm talking to you was about Lil Wayne, and then we can take this 50 cent battle seriously. That's not going to happen, but... Did I think that was about Lil Wayne? I wouldn't he's be surprised. The only person, he's the only person that he's, was rapping that he didn't reference in the song. 
He represents everybody. Everybody else off that's the list. It has to be about him. And that was like, the time where they were doing that King of the South. Shit. Like, yeah. he said, I ain't talking about Jigga, that's my nigga, the real President Carter. That was the first ticker. But then he went on to list every other rapper that was active at the time, except for Lil Wayne. That's true. He even lists Ludacris. He it had to have been about Wayne. He better list Ludacris. Now, granted, he didn't he want better, that smoke with Wayne, but. I think he could, yeah. he might have considered, because I remember. I mean, Wayne dodged it by doing that. Yeah, he's the king of the South, but I'm the best rapper alive, which is like backhanded as hell. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got your, your region. Good job. But, yeah, but T.I. is definitely like the king of the South because nobody really wanted to say they were the king of the South either. I mean, T.I. was also huge. Like, I, it's one of those where you could say it and you have clout. That's enough. Like when Wayne could find Yeah, I mean, and it, in the South at that point was considered Atlanta, too. So nobody was really going to argue it, like you said. Like Lil Wayne yeah. could have claimed King of the South, and everybody be like, at that Atlanta. point, the South was basically Atlanta, and everybody recognized UGK. Like, yeah, yeah and it's all Atlanta true. and them over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's true. That's true. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I I gave Ti. He got that, in my opinion, just because he had enough juice to say it, even whether you agreed or not. But Wayne oh, yeah. saying I'm the best rapper alive, I thought was a like, yeah, that's cool, but. Just so you know, <laughs> you don't want it, and he don't yeah. want it. He did not want it at no, that time. No, I love Ti's right. music. Great albums. That Ti Fifty battle. I think Ti was going to smoke Fifty. That's just me. If they had ever really? actually that. Oh yeah. If we're doing twenty joints, this goes back to our previous discussion we had about Fifty that no one will ever hear. I'm pretty sure. But Fifty's run is super high peak. Not that long, musically. So okay. So here's the and we're going to sidebar, but that's fine. 50 can run, get rich, and have eight songs at least. He then only has to yeah, get he's 12 good more in the front the 10. Of his run. He's good in the front 10. But he only has to get he only has to get 12 more for the rest of his You don't think 50 see, I think it I think it would be competitive. I don't think either one is smoking in one way or another. I, I guess smoke people, is a heavy, it, heavier word than I should have. I also but I also think people kind of inflate TI. Not to say I don't think TI is dope. I think people have this sense of somebody said that TI was the South Jay Z one time, and everybody kind of just ran with it because that's how they viewed him. When like, uh-huh. which, which is interesting to me because people widely consider Wayne and Ludacris. Well, people consider Wayne a better rapper. I don't know if people widely consider Ludacris a better rapper than Ti. But I would, yeah. I would, but I would the, say, the fact yeah. is, is, is you could argue it because you could successfully argue it. So I mean, and that's not fair to pick Jay Z because Jay Z's thing is not music. It, like it, it switched off of just being music a long time ago. Is well, what yeah, yeah. He represents. Well, think- he did the music, then he turned it into this, then he turned it into that. That's the blueprint. It's not rap well and, I think- and be successful. It's yeah. rap well, be successful. Turn that into clothing lines. Turn that into president. Turn that into Jay Z. Like, I think part of it too is like Ti definitely rapped and kind of put on for Atlanta in a way that, I mean, since Ludacris, even bigger than Ludacris did when Ludacris is big, like. In the way that Atlanta hadn't really seen, because like when Outkast was doing it, they were more like the South got something to say, but they weren't like super like. I mean, they were different. Let's just say it. Outkast yeah. was different. Andre Outkast was a street hip hop. Like, way kind of different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that's the reason why everybody kind of latched into the way they did. Yeah, I get. And that. at that point, hip hop was kind of going pop too, and you could argue Ti was at the forefront of that, of melding the two. I mean, he yeah, well, music 
I mean, he's 50 and Ti. Yeah, yeah. And Eminem, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I agree. All of them in different ways. But we have yeah. gone off on a tangent. So, yeah. Uh, I think you have another Wayne song that we haven't mentioned. Do you have a comment, yes, Marcus? You're, I you got a smile on your face. What's, what's shaking? Um, I, I'm still trying to work my way through how I'm voting with this. So, I was just rereading the criminal lyrics and do. checking up on. I'm Yeah. Yeah. So, continue, Charles. I okay. am very interested in what you have to say. Okay. Um, well, this is Fly In. Um, first introduction to the Carter Two. Again, Little Wayne's kind of taking us through his um, volume two. This is Little Wayne's volume two. Let's go back to Jay Z. This is Little Wayne's volume two, where he's kind of just, ironically enough, telling us a story. <laughs> <laughs> Are we seeing a theme here? It's called rapping. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so he's telling us, Lil Wayne goes through this and he tells us the story about who he is and how, like, this is how he's going to impact this neighborhood. And yeah, um, he's going to come through and do the thing. Um, I'm not going to, y'all both know this verse, so I'm not going to break down the super specific portion of the verse because there isn't, in my mind, when I read this verse, it wasn't necessarily something that particularly hits very hard. It's just Lil Wayne using the storytelling to kind of tell this is who I am, this is where I'm from, and this is what I'm going to represent, and this is where we're going to go. And yeah, that's playing. And in the sequence with this album, it kind of set the stage for Lil Wayne pretty much grabbing the Best Rapper Alive title in his New Orleans kind of way. Well, Lil Wayne grabbing the best, maybe not necessarily to everybody's agreement, but Lil Wayne grabbing the Best Rapper Alive title um, through his music. So yeah, that's playing. You're not picking any sections out. No, I'm not gonna pick. We we know this song, so you know the song. So yeah, it's a tough song, man. I really don't have anything to say about it. It is a it's a tough verse. I think this is the best verse that you that you picked, like full all the way through. Best verses, I guess. Best Undoubtedly. Song. He, like we talked early on about how the kind of intro format the chorus list just bars format it's the best for kind of using to showcase lyricism and yeah. this one is just peak Wayne just tearing through stuff just <laughs> I'm sorry I just had a thought um so Pusha was supposed to be the king of intros oh shit <laughs> I no. still take Pusha intros over Wayne intros we can I was go serious I would I'm I would gonna say Marcus was the only one that said Push was ever the king of intros. We right. didn't fully flesh out the argument, and we still will. Trust me. One okay. day. But you, sure, you, made, you made a good you made a good argument. I know, I'm, just, I, I, I'm very confident in Push as that's fair. in intro, Push's intro rapping. That's fair. I mean, he gets busy. I would quote things, but I still get confused between their intro, we got it for cheap intro, <laughs> and, then, and the intro four, we got it for cheap. We should just make and everybody the call it. We got it for cheap songs. four. Yeah. Right? Just name your damn intro. Like Wayne did. Just name that shit. Right. And Ryan is a perfect name right. for an intro. Right. Uh, yeah. So I would say my overall uh, elevator pitch, because it really is, these are two great rappers. Like, there is no. This is not outclassed. No one is going to be outclassed in this situation. I think Eminem's represents more, and we go back to what I hold as more valuable. The joints I picked to represent a greater skill set than the joints you picked, is my opinion. 
he's rapping in your joints for real. But M's also rapping and all of them just differently. But that is what I value. If that's not what you value, that's different. But that's what I value. Which I guess how I've been doing all of these. I've always wanted to. I picked rappers that I thought had multiple facets to their game. That's fair. Uh, I intended, even when I, no problem. I see Marcus is looking into something. So even when I picked Kiss, I intended to use Y at some point. But for how our conversations went, I didn't think it would work. I, I don't think, I didn't think I would be able to present it correctly. But part of why I I'm trying to think of like, what you could have switched out for why. Actually, I know I would have I know what I would have switched out for why, but I don't think it would have changed much. Tell necessarily. me necessarily. I would have switched out put your hands up for why. Put your hands up was a hard one. Yeah. I loved it. And I didn't know if I loved it because I loved it or if it fit, you know. I just found myself I kept yeah. playing it again. Like when I would go through and go through things, I would come back and put your hands up and play it again. I actually almost switched it out for uh Kiss of Death. Mm. That's a good choice. Yeah, that song goes hard. Those were really the two that I landed on going back because I kept saying "Kiss of Death" lyrics in my head when I was just walking around. I, man, I know what I want in a minute. The time is up. It's gonna be up in a minute. That kind. Of, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Are but, you guys ready to vote? For... My, um, oh, I was gonna say my elevator pitch. Um, yeah, my elevator pitch. Oh, yeah. Um, all I was gonna say is that um. Obviously, I know where Eminem stands in your rapper board. Um, if you want to hear more Eminem songs, pick Eminem. If you want to know what Wayne songs I would have picked in the finals to go against Jay-Z, pick Wayne. We're going to know that either way. Whoever loses is going to say what they were going to pick. Don't try to, don't try to play me. <laughs> no, I, actually, I haven't picked the songs yet, though. So, I How have you like, not picked the songs yet? I got my whole I'm M face, third round. Because later. I was facing Eminem versus an Eminem fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do the extra work till I know I need to. Oh, I did the whole joint. But go ahead. Yeah. Tim. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I was going to go back and check round one and see what songs you guys picked. Is that, are we doing that? Is that a part of the decision-making process? I mean, uh, I'm using chopped rules where I can go back and judge all the rounds when I'm making the final decisions. I need I've been watching a lot of Food Network, y'all. You've <laughs> <laughs> been in the house for a long time. I understand. Facts. Yeah, yeah. And Food Network <laughs> is definitely a safe place to go. Uh, Buddy yeah. had a uh, Buddy Cake Boss versus Duff and Buddy had a cake-off battle. That shit is yeah. actually pretty good, yo. Have you seen the new one that they do Marcus, with... Uh, bro, we can talk bad. about this later. This is like 100. <laughs> I'm working on it. I know, you're good. We're at 40. Um, I'm trying to get us to end it so you can cut so we can I, the only up. thing I want to say is if I knew we were taking in different rounds, I probably would have gone differently. Because there are joints that I was like, I just don't want to use it now. Cause I don't you know what I'm saying? I was trying I was playing that game. But go ahead. I don't yeah, I remember like what Wayne holding, versus he played. I feel like you've been holding stuff uh, to, the, to the chest for the whole round. Which I mean the way this is in my placement. I mean that's fair. Wait, are you both officially voting for yourselves? Yes, absolutely. I am, yeah. Okay, so one vote M, one vote Little Wayne. Uh, I just went back and double checked the list that we have, and there's some monstrous stuff. But I got to vote for Eminem. Yes, yes. I was worried as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, good, good. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I was con- I was very concerned when you picked the cannabis disc. It was, was like, a risk, That's- man. It was a risk. It did not pay off for you. Yeah, I, I didn't know if y'all would like it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, to be, if I'm being completely real, 
I had circled Stan and Criminal, and I was circling between No Love, Cannabitch, and Nail in the Coffin as the third. But then I have some other joints in the middle. Yeah, some of these may not make it, but I had, there's a verse from a song called Hellbound I loved. There's a couple more disses that I considered using. The only reason Cannabitch made it is because it was the last thing in my head when you sent the text like, hey, we got to put in songs. And I was like, oh, okay, Cannabitch it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's I was, how I ended up with my mom. I'm so sorry for pushing. <laughs> I was dead ass what? in the bed, like pulled it up, picked it up, texted the joints, <laughs> and then went back to sleep. And I didn't have my notebook in front of me. I was like, I don't remember which other ones I was even considering. So. Before I sent my pusher things, I had um, Runaway and I had um, Popeyes. And I was looking and just listening through five other songs and spent 24 hours just listening to five songs. And I was like, I don't, I don't even know anymore. They all sound the same. It's all blended together now. Yeah, that's how it's starting to get. Um, I think because this joint is already at hour 40, we should just recap, get out of here, and then do the post because there's a lot of stuff for us <laughs> discuss yeah there's a lot of post stuff yeah uh so yeah i'll just recap real quick from this round we had uh every our our round one round two and round three picks we did round three picks first it was jada kiss versus jay-z surprising absolutely no one jay-z won because he should not have been the last pick in the draft that is crazy uh it's like lebron like went back to college and didn't tell anybody like pulled a different Joanna man and jumped on like Virginia Commonwealth. <laughs> it's He's a hundred percent going to do that with his son. Yo, Ron and Ron back in college. Oh, Who is man. this tall <laughs> bearded man? Well, no, no, no. Uh, He's 17. Y'all. He's 19. Have you not watched movies before dog? You just got to shave it. He's in there. He put on glasses. Yeah. Huh. Somebody hold. I'm named, him. uh, LeBron Arnold. <laughs> uh, so that round, Jay-Z is moving on. We did our round two picks. It was Lupe Fiasco versus Pusha T. Uh, Lupe Fiasco came out victorious to my great and immense appreciation. Uh, and then our round one picks, it was M versus Wayne. Definitely the closest one, I think. Definitely the toughest to pick. And Eminem came out victorious, which means the last episode of this battle that we're having is going to be Eminem versus Jay-Z versus Lupe Fiasco. An interesting three. Very, Very interesting. interesting. Uh, shout out to all the people that got left in the wait because some really good rappers got left. Um, I We discussed doing a little something like a loser's bracket discussion. It'll probably just be a one-off short joint. So maybe that's coming to you. Um, I would just like to say thank you for listening and hanging around for this long. Um, after this, this next episode, we're going to move into our next topic. Did we pick a next topic? Have we settled on one? We have not yet. Okay. So that will be forthcoming. We'll lay that out in the next episode so that you know what's coming. And we'll give you what the next few episodes afterwards will be dealing with. It will be something that we care about. So it's probably going to be video games, movies. Video games, movies? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something in there. It'll something. be Go ahead. It'll be some visual medium. There you go. Visual medium. I like the way you did that. Once again, appreciate you hanging out, sticking around for an hour and 43 minutes. We are really long-winded. <laughs> Once again, my name is Tim, a.k.a. TR Paper Stacks, usually just T-minus for today. We got Marcus. 
do your thing. My real name, my rap shit. DMV, what up? And last but not least, the Charles slash Chuck father. I have Wi-Fi now. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Appreciate it. Everyone have a wonderful day, night, weekend, week. Stay safe. Protect yourself because it's ugly out here. Peace. Yo, it ain't safe. <laughs>